Hello, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan Lapique, the lead market research and thought leadership effort for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice. And I'm your host for this podcast series. And I'm pleased to have with us here today on Advice Worth Keeping, Mr. Douglas Gates. Doug is a principal in the U.S. firm and is also the global head for industrial manufacturing. And joining Doug today is a colleague of his, Brian Heckler. Brian is a national sector lead in the industrial manufacturing practice. Doug and Brian, thanks for joining us here today on Advice Worth Keeping. So our topic today is digital transformation and digital transformation within the industrial manufacturing sector. So KPMG has been doing a lot of work in this area in terms of client engagements. We've also completed recently some market research and thought leadership. We do an annual CEO outlook, and Doug and his team also do an annual global manufacturing outlook. And digital transformation is certainly a big piece of that research, but it's certainly a big piece of what executives and industrial manufacturing organizations are looking at today. So we wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on, what are some of the opportunities, what are some of the challenges, and what are some of the best practices uh, Doug and Brian and their teams are seeing out in the market. So maybe to start out with, Doug, how should industrial manufacturing organizations embark on a path to digital transformation, which certainly sounds impressive, but certainly sounds very big and complicated. So where should organizations start and how should they go about embarking on this journey? And you referenced the global manufacturing outlook that our team published back in July. And in that, two of the observations we made from the 300-plus CEOs in the manufacturing sector we interviewed were, first, really the need to be bold and to get started. Some are sitting on the sidelines and waiting for the maturity of the capabilities, waiting for the technologies to arrive, waiting for their team to catch up worried about what digital transformation is going to do to their employees, and so they haven't started. We also have others that have jumped in with both feet, but they've been going with a technology approach by the best of everything, put it out there, and really expect to get large business results. Where we say move fast, move with speed, we also say that first develop the plan, develop a strategy, look five to seven to ten years out. Understand what you want the business to be. Understand where your customers are heading. Understanding where the market's going as companies shift from normal manufacturing companies to more service and platform companies. Recognizing those shifts in the way your business is going to perform. And then developing a transformation strategy that aligns with that. Build a plan to achieve it and lay out a value path to get there, but all in line with the strategy. Still move fast, but move fast with a plan because in the areas where we've seen those jump technology first into the digital fray really are not winning. They're, they're actually spending a lot of money, and in some cases, we see them driving down a lot of alleys and having to back up out of it and redo it again. So again, move fast, but move with a plan. Doug, it's clear that the virtual unanimity of all CEOs, nearly 95%, see that this technological disruption world that we're living in provides a lot of opportunity. And I think the question is, how can you move fast enough in the right areas to unlock that value, unlock that opportunity? Clearly, there's a mandate. It seems much more about how. 
Doug, you cited the need to have a longer-term plan, you know, five to seven years. But how does an organization, practically speaking, balance that long-term strategy plan and vision with a lot of the short-term pressures they're experiencing? Certainly, when you get into digital transformation, there's a lot of hype in the market about the significant cost savings that can be achieved. There's a lot of hype about the benefits that things like artificial intelligence can bring. There's a lot of talk around significant changes in the nature of the workforce moving from human to digital. So there's a lot of excitement in the market, which is good, but that excitement can also lead to a lot of perhaps misset expectations on how fast and easy some of this is going to be. So how does an organization go about balancing sticking to that long-term plan, but also dealing with the short-term pressures? Good question. Again, I think the key, as we say, putting a plan together, and we mean just that, it truly has to be schedule-driven. It has to lay out steps that are value-driven, that create milestones, that will achieve incremental business transformation. Executives have to communicate, too. There is a lot of change management as you strive to achieve the long-term business transformation and digital transformation goals that companies are setting for themselves, whether it's communicating to the employees, it's developing new HR strategies to attract new employees. One of the interesting, the, the majority of CEOs responded that the area that they believe one of the top hires over the next you know, five, 10 plus years are going to be data scientists. Most companies out there have never hired data scientists before. How do you attract those and how do you retain those when you bring them on? What do you pay them when they get there? How do you keep them excited in their work? So recognizing that there's incremental milestones to achieve it, communicating those internally to your employees, externally to the shareholders. They understand the journey that you're on. And in that regard, we're seeing a lot of pressure. CEOs are saying, 7 out of 10 based in the GMOs and the Global Manufacturing Outlook said that they believe it's just taking too long to achieve results. Part of that is just the frustration that maybe they haven't communicated well enough and so people are frustrated because they simply didn't know the roadmap and the timeline they're on. So a lot of that is establishing that timeline, communicating it well. Well, and I think that it's clear that CEOs have tremendous pressure to perform and over half of them say that their board members have unrealistic expectations on when the ROI from digital transformation is going to come about. It's almost like this next wave of digitalization of businesses is almost a table stakes that people are expecting there to be clear and differentiated return on investment to justify it and clear and differentiated outcomes that can be obvious. So to try to manage both of those, both the mandate to be competitive and the expectations of board and shareholders in the street. We think that it's critical to get some quick wins, to show some quick milestone progress, to show that you're making a progress along the journey, even if you can't show the big bang has occurred yet. It's to build some confidence that the evolution is happening. We see this today right now in automotive companies around the world as they transform from traditional product companies to data and technologically enabled autonomous vehicles, and that the street's really scoring those who can build that confidence versus those that seem like they don't really have a journey or a map that they're achieving against. Brian, in terms of showing that progress, what do you see are the things organizations are looking at to exhibit progress? Is it really a cost-saving play that they can show they've taken out a certain amount of headcount, they've a certain amount of cost, and that's showing progress? Is it the implementation of certain technologies across a certain number of functional areas, so X number of functions have now been automated using robotics process automation, or are there more strategic goals relative to achieving and illustrating progress? 
such as having greater insights about the competition or having greater insights about participants in the supply chain? What are some of the things organizations are really looking at to show that progress and is it working? Yeah, it's interesting. There's a whole variety of elements of digital transformation, artificial intelligence, cognitive thinking, advanced robotics, advanced data and analytics. And about a third of the people who saw some of the most advanced of these, like artificial intelligence, felt that that was going to be steered towards reducing operating costs. So you do have a number of CEOs out there that see this as a cost play. Personally, I think the real payoff is are you able to maintain or gain market share? And are you able to do that profitably? It's an increasingly competitive environment. If you're not transforming and your competitors are, or even your non-traditional entrants are taking your market share, it's going to be really obvious if you're not keeping up. And it may be that these investments just allow companies to compete in parity with where they've been, (laughs) perhaps at better margins, but I don't believe that the key drive should be focused on cost. The key drive needs to be focused on customer and on market share. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree that the cost is not the way to play this. It's really looking not even a near-term top-line gain, although that's important in achieving that kind of shareholder objectives quarter to quarter, year to year. But looking at a long-term perspective when one of the big auto companies is looking at the transformation to a potential platform or a car service business with the idea that are they going to in the future have a mix or even move from personal car sales to really delivering a global car fleet to provide transportation services around the world. And how quickly are they moving to that? How are they seeing the revenue gains from that? The overall profitability insert and that shifting of the business model. We're looking at manufacturers that are near term, they're achieving higher customer satisfaction like in the engine manufacturing business through predictive analytics and getting all the data and information coming off their products operating on airlines around the world and now using that to basically operate their engines in a much more efficient manner, much more higher reliability, lowering their, really the operational cost on the wing and changing their business model with the airline. That turns around and leads to them putting their engines on more and more different products because, again, it's earning its way there because of the proven low cost of operations. Having that digital connectivity to the engine and the sensors on it and getting that information, just as an example, look at Tesla high customer satisfaction and the idea that you can put software updates out to their car. You know, a two-year-old Tesla has a higher range than it did two years ago when it showed up and parked in your garage by virtue of them tuning the electric engine and uh, improving the overall performance and getting more range now out of a single charge. But that's where companies are looking at that ultimately that converts into more sales, more market share, and just a greater top line. Very good point, then, really what organizations should be focusing on above and beyond just cost savings, which I think is really the given and the low-hanging fruit. So the last question, and maybe start out with you, Doug, what's the role CEO should play in leading digital transformation efforts within industrial manufacturing? Are they setting the, the vision and strategy? Are they providing some air cover for the executives that are on the ground driving this so that they can really focus on those longer-term goals? Are they highlighting the need to think more strategically beyond just tactical cost reductions? All of the above, what's the optimal role or what's the role that the CEO has played and clients you've dealt with that has led to the most success to date in their digital transformation efforts? I'll caveat it. The ones that we're seeing are being successful in really using digital transformation to disrupt 
the industries that they're working in, uh, disrupt the business models out there and basically shake up the competition are those CEOs that really are hands-on. They own the strategy and the development of the strategy. Now they may have people helping to execute the day-to-day, but ultimately they own it. They've communicated that strategy to the street and they own that ongoing communication of how they're performing back to your question on achieving the plan, if you will. CEO cannot delegate this. If it's going to lead to this disruptive change, these new business models, and really revamp the way the company is doing everything that they do, the CEO has to take a stake in it. We've seen the ones that are really successful literally owning the communication down to every employee in the company because digital transformation is tough. Transformation is general and tough. Digital is even tougher because there's a lot of fear that that electronic data and information, robots, robotic automation processes, etc., all will displace jobs. So how do they comfort their employees, show them a vision of how a larger, stronger company in the future will actually create jobs, not eliminate? So the CEO owns every step in from strategy to vision to enablement and really has to be the drumbeat, if you will, for the company going forward on achieving that transformation vision. I think more than any time, this is a time where the CEO needs to be engaged and thoughtful, strategic leader around this for your customers, for your marketplace, for your shareholders, for your employees. It's not one where one can delegate the vision down to others. I think the choices of what to do when and how to separate the signal from the noise of what's happening in the marketplace And being able to look around corners to adjacencies where there may be new competitors arising by use of these digital platforms, it requires a very well-versed, a very thoughtful leader who can really be thinking strategically for the enterprise in the context of today's world. If anything, it's even more incumbent on CEOs to be deep in the technology, deep in the advancements that are happening, and be able to deeply translate that to how that can change the commercial value proposition of the enterprise. Okay, well, Doug and Brian, thanks for your time today. Some very good insights on how organizations should be pursuing digital transformation and also some great examples of the benefits they can achieve and how they need to go about structuring their approach to achieve those. Thanks both for your time today. For our listeners, certainly check out the CEO Outlook that we referenced, as well as the Global Manufacturing Outlook. There's links to both of those reports and associated research and thought leadership for those two reports, and there's links to that off of the advice we're keeping landing page. But Doug and Brian, thanks very much for your time. We'll have to get you back again to talk in more detail on some of these points, but great stuff. And you can find the links to the items you referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation. 